Hi guys, it's Chris here from Digital 22, back with another episode of the PMP, the Paid Media Podcast. Mm-hmm. As Jonathan quite rightly mentioned off air, Digital 22's most popular podcast, not that we <laughs> like to go on about that, do we mate? No, not a lot, no. Um, so I'm joined by my colleague Christian. Hi guys. And in this one, we're going to be talking about if you are running PPC in-house as, as a marketer, um, what are the pointers that we give for anyone running in-house mm-hmm. and also any potential pitfalls that you need to keep an eye out of uh, for, which there are quite a lot of. of so kick us off, mate, the first one of the year. Yes, let's do it. So uh, firstly, it's we're going to start with what type of in-house role that you've got. And I think this is a this was a good it's point. It's a big that, one, this. I think so, definitely. And um, we started with, um, well, I can speak from personal experience. I'm sure you can as well. But depending on what sort of company you're working at, you can have two sorts of in-house roles. You yeah. could be someone who's very independent, who's a jack of all trades, who has to be because you're very, there's not there's not a lot. Normally you're a one-man team. Exactly. So you'll have to do potentially your PPC, your SEO, your content, so on and so forth, website tweaks. Or you are part of a, a big company, a big brand, which has its own independent marketing um team as such so you do have your different your different departments and i think this was a good part, uh, place to start because we could talk about the differences between that as well yeah i agree so you are you're a marketing you're a digital marketing executive mm-hmm. and you're working in-house and there's no other team there's just you and you said right we want to do google ads we want to get our ads on there yeah what what pointers would you give someone who's been tasked with that um Firstly, just make well. Normally, if that's a role, you're normally quite early on in your career, unless you're taking a big mantle. So it'd be more. It's moving on to our next point a little bit, but just establish what your goals are. I think. I think that's one of your key points. I think actually making sure that if you are this independent marketeer, you need to you need to align yourself with what your bosses and CEOs' goals are, because their entire marketing resources is invested in you. So you want to cover your back. No pressure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you want to try and cover your back as much as possible. And you can only, in in the time that you've got in the day, you can only do so much. It's not like you can go, you can't do as much, uh, more than what you're already being paid for, essentially. So you're already not got enough time because you have to be str- uh, spread across it. So I think goal setting is is key to be honest with you. I think that would be one of the big points for especially making sure that you're aligned with your with your boss or your CEO or, who, or whoever's the power at be in that company. Yeah, from like internal stakeholders. Yeah, definitely. Cause yeah. The, the so, re- go on, sorry. So you're, you've been, they said, right, Christian, we want to run Google Ads. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're a digital marketing exec, so you started off probably doing a bit of content writing, mm-hmm. um, some blogs, maybe helping SEO, you know, ranking and everything like that. So now they want you to do some Google Ads. So... I mean, the Google certifications, they, they, they get you started, mm-hmm. I suppose, but I'm not sure how practical they are mm-hmm. when it comes to actually in the world of, of actual managing accounts day to day. I yeah. mean, some of, some of the, the questions on, on the exams are very, like, almost set up to try and trip you up kind of thing, and mm-hmm. you get you learn more running them day to day and finding out what works. Every 100%. campaign works differently. There's certain niches and, and nuances that you'll find out as, as you're working in your account mm-hmm. um so i mean there are courses out there and everything and stuff mm-hmm. like that but that's something probably for for a later a later episode so they're running in-house what would what pointers like you say you set up goals mm-hmm. then what other pointers would you you want to give someone who's who's trying to run it in-house and like you said they're right you know they're already they know they're right enough hours in the day of course so what would you try and do like efficiency wise and stuff like that? um obviously it's depending on budgets and what type of campaigns you can go, go for but i think 
your research here becomes even more important. Massively. And not necessarily even if you're just having to go Google Ads. If, if your boss is telling you that they're going Google Ads and they've got no data sort of driven decision behind it, you're already fighting a losing battle. So I think it's more of a case of if you're an in-house for a brand, take that brand, get some competitors together and just do a complete competitor analysis, see what, see what they're doing, see where they're benefiting. Hopefully you've got access to the tools such as SEMrush and stuff like that. The chances are if it's a small team, they might not be invested in these things because if it is a small team or you're an independent person, you might have to recommend these things and that might be one thing that, that you could do out of this in the sense of get the right tools, make sure yeah. your prep is right because as long as your preparation's key, you should start delivering results straight away. There's always, you're going to need time in terms of optimizations in your own development. But Testing. I think, exactly, but I think your preparation's key where if you go the other side of it and you've got sort of this marketing team, you've got a bit more time on your hands to be able to ease into it. The chances are someone's been doing the role before you. Uh, you've already got a lot of data to go off. You're pretty familiar with these sorts of things. So, more knowledge as well, would you think? Yeah, well, I, I think so. Well, there's more knowledge around you as yeah. well. I think the fact that you can just go over and ask someone a question, whether yeah. they're in SEO or content, the fact is digital marketing is a, is a yeah, in general, the knowledge is a, a very transferable. It's just the channel which you're utilizing. So I think in, in general, especially SEO, if there's someone in SEO in your marketing department at this bigger in-house firm, you can pick the brain about all of it because you, you can see what's working, exactly, see what's not, and what's converting keywords and so on and so forth. Something that's yeah. struggling to rank, you can mm -hmm. put a paid campaign behind. Exactly. Something that's doing really well on SEO, you can pull back a bit on paid and use that budget elsewhere kind of thing. Definitely, and I think that sharing between a department, especially, you, you wouldn't get that as a smaller in-house role, but as a department level, I think that sharing of knowledge is key, to be honest, and that, yeah, that sort of comes on to a bit of a point about agency, and that's why in agencies, you've got that constant learning. You've got this like automated reporting, whether it's through Data Studio, HubSpot, like we data use. Box. Big data, fan of data box, as well. So like these reports, um, yeah, like these are key in that sort of element, um, that sort of essence anyway. No, yeah, I agree. And also as well, like when you've got a bigger team, like we're, we're good here, we've got a big team. So there's me and you do the PPC and then we've got the SEO guys as mm -hmm. well. So then we've got those three. So we've got a team of five really because, mm -hmm. you know, we are we are demand generation. But then we've got people like Ricky. You know, what Ricky doesn't know about SEO is probably not, you know, he, he knows. 100% specialist like, in the own right. Yeah, exactly. So he's got so much knowledge. And then you've even got like, you've got the inbound strategist, the Hub, HubSpot consultants, all these people who've worked in marketing 100%. for like a long time. And they've probably touched on, they've probably touched yeah, so they've got they've got bits of something. experience from before that they've done and like mm -hmm. all these different situations where you think like you're the first person that's happened to mm -hmm. and it's happened to someone before, like contact attribution, for example, in HubSpot, we're trying to sort that out and, you know, looking through and it's like, oh, we, we've done this before. We, yeah. We've got this well, before. Vidyard as well, which is great. Uh, that's where that's coming. Yeah, Vidyard's brilliant for doing how-to videos, you know, and just trying to, you know, help each other out as a team. But if you're on your own, sometimes it can be really daunting. Like yeah, if, you're, if you're this one person and, you know, you've got an email to send out, so mm -hmm. you've got, you're, you're in charge of the marketing email that even if you're, you know, a relatively sm like small to medium-sized company, you could have five, 6,000 people on your email list and you're in charge of the you're email that goes to out to them. So you've got to send that out, monitor the replies, look at the SEO, try and improve that. You've got a local competitor who's probably really pissing you off because they're above you in the rankings. <laughs> and you've got to try and, you know, make sure the website's competing with them all at the same time as doing your offline marketing. If mm -hmm. you're doing any leaflets, you're doing anything like that and then trying to run the paid ads as well. 100%. So I think it's more like 
just assess where you want to be. Like, like what I tend to find as well is that these in-house roles, potentially your salary might be a bit more than the, than the agency role for that particular one, because obviously they're putting all your resources in it. Yeah. But from experience that like a salary, it, it, I wouldn't be focused on the salary anyway. I'd rather be finding a company and it was quite a good quote. I saw on LinkedIn and it was more of a case of if you, if you're working for a company that's growing, you're going to, you're going to grow yourself at, at the same rate. And I think, don't be focusing on the money aspect. Go for somewhere, whether it's an in-house big big department or this a particular in-house role. Maybe the CEO is is very like uh, well versed in this stuff, and but just definitely look into it. And you can't you can't like you can do as much as you can, but that you don't want to get stuck in a position where you are responsible for all of this stuff. You're new to the scene, especially, and you're apparently meant to be starting your career out at this place i just think it's a big pitfall to be honest i just think you need to assess where you want to be in four or five years if this is your career path go for what's going to develop you the most not what's going to pay you the most anyway so if you were to go with three pointers and three pitfalls mm -hmm. what would three the point pointers for, for me the first pointer's got to be goals getting aligned on yep, goals definitely. at the start mm -hmm. whether it's just having an online presence and taking up the real estate at the top for whatever it is your brand or mm -hmm or your top search term, you just want to be there. You know, you're not overly fussed on, on getting contacts through or whatever, but you just want to make sure you're there. Mm -hmm. Make sure that's aligned at the start. Otherwise, you're going Definitely. to have trouble six, seven weeks in when there's no con conversion coming through. 100%, I think. For me, maybe second one would be you sort of tracking, reporting, sort of put it together in the yep. sense of if you're being held responsible for everything, you, you best be make sure that your tracking's on point so you can attribute everything to your own work as well as report it in a way which your CEO or boss can digest it a lot of the time if they're not well versed in it a lot of numbers and stuff they're not <laughs> they're not going to be able to get no. it you want pretty graphs stuff like that nice lines going going up and stuff like that or try your best to anyway yeah and probably for me i think the last one would be just you know there's, there's so much information out there like mm -hmm. there's there's the search engine journal there's you know search marketing land all that kind of stuff yeah all the so much free resources on and, YouTube, and blogs and everything like that and if you're if you're trying to take this on as, as on your own kind of like in-house mm -hmm. so even if you if you are part of a team but there's That's so much point. stuff out there you could you can learn from and just just like play it on the way into work play it yeah, on the way out just work, increase your knowledge you know there's Definitely. lots of people out there who put out a lot of good content for mm -hmm. free mm -hmm. you know and just try and even if like there's some of the stuff like that some people might talk about you might not agree with you might not run your campaigns that way because you know there's no one size fits all for running mm -hmm. campaigns and everything but if you listen to what everyone's putting out there and, and listen to someone else's point of view for how they run things, then mm -hmm. you become more balanced in your marketing approach and Definitely. that's only going to help you further on. Definitely. So, so for me, that would be, be a goal alignment, reporting, on, and, and also as well, make sure that you're reporting in a language people are going to understand. Definitely. You know, it's no good, like Christian said, putting up all these pretty, like, you know, these pie charts and, you know, all these... No one, no one really cares. No, you, know, pivot, be... you can put a pivot table up there with all these different columns in, but if they don't understand what's in those Definitely. columns, it needs to be digestible, doesn't it? Exactly. Very you might as well put it up in Swahili. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then finally, it's just like just grow, like personal development, development. you know, just professional development. Just grow, immerse yourself in what it is. I mean, I listen to all these digital marketing podcasts all the time, and awesome. it's just just listening to how other people are doing it and what they're approaching it and what are the problems they're having as well. Because, Definitely. like you say. Sometimes you've got this issue and you feel like, oh, I'm the only person this has ever happened to. But it's definitely not. Which is not. No, <laughs> Let's be honest. Definitely you know. not. Definitely not. And, we're def and that's, that's something we will cover in a podcast later because that was one of the points that we wanted to talk about. In this, um, we'll, we'll cover it in the next one in the sense of 
development, what's available, what's available, free, yeah. paid, so on and so forth. I think that's a very good point and hence why we wanted to do our own one about it as well because your personal development, you need to take charge of that, especially in this particular role 100%. as well. 100%. If you don't, you'll get left behind. So then those are the three pointers now, the three pitfalls. Um, one of my pitfalls, I think I touched on it earlier, is just when you're looking, when you're looking to, if you're starting a career or whatever, if you're looking into this particular role, don't don't be swayed by a salary. Make sure that the company fits you. If you're in an in-house role, you, you're going to be working on that one account with that one company consistently. Make sure you like what the service and product they're offering. Make sure they're sort of culture. Make sure you can talk about it all day, every, every day, day, because so that I'm... is what you will be doing. Yeah. Don't think you'll be doing anything else. I've done it. I've worked in-house. It wasn't for me. No. It's simply because I thought I could do it, but it's just repetitive. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, and it was for a big car leasing company. Mm -hmm. And there was all these different brands of cars and everything. But I just found myself, like, changing the model name. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Just cha <laughs> just changing the manufacturer model. Yeah, the advert, and it was tweaks. just And it was just really little tweaks. And then once you got it to a good level, I mean, and we were spending, like, 100 grand a month. Mm. On, you know, on Google Ads, you know, so, you know, we, big, we were, money. big money, we were going after it, but yeah, it's just, it just felt like every day was Groundhog Day. I think that's with a lot of, it doesn't need, I don't think that's specific to digital marketing in, in general. If you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to, you're not going to be there long. I think it's I just, don't think so, no. just it, as long as you're, the company's right for you, the product service is right for you, then as far as I'm concerned, it's, Obviously, they need to pay, right? But as far as I'm concerned, at that point, you've, you've got your best chance yeah. anywhere to be able to give it a good shot. Yeah, and then so... Number for, two. For me, it's just being real... Like if you're doing Google Ads, just being really, really careful with the recommendations from Google. Mm -hmm. um, they'll always try and get you to use things like... I mean, automated bidding and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But if you're a new account and you're going on an automated strategy around conversions and you've got no conversion data they can easily spend like four or five times your daily budget mm -hmm. uh, i know they say you won't spend it over the course of a month but it can still just if you're especially if you're only starting out it can get you in hot you know hot water with Definitely. your bosses and that early mm -hmm. on so i mean we always we have a way of working where we we don't get that at the start because we know we like to set everything up in, in our certain way we've got it it's tried and tested mm -hmm. it's repeatable process but if you don't have those and you're listening to Google and you've got it's someone difficult. who says they're a Google rep on the phone mm -hmm. and they're telling you to increase your budget, go with an automated bidding strategy, let the algorithm do the work. And the algorithm is brilliant at doing the work when it's got enough data. Mm -hmm. But if you're a new campaign and you've got no data, then it's going to spend money and it's, yeah. and it's going to spend money pretty fast trying to get this data. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's a big pitfall for me mm -hmm. um, and something that you should, should be really, really aware of if you're just starting out with it. Mm -hmm. The third one, to be honest, I was trying to think of a third one then, to be honest, and I think we covered them. Um, what can you think of anymore? I can't think. It's just the process afterwards when they come in. I mean, so if, you, if you're getting, if you actually do, so you get it set up, you, you've got your goals aligned, you've got your reporting aligned, and then these contacts are coming in, make sure you've got something ready when they come in to, yeah, to follow them point, up. Yeah. If you're not doing e-commerce and it's not a transaction, if someone fills in a contact us form and asks for more information, don't leave it sat in someone's inbox for yeah, four weeks before someone gets back in touch with them because you've paid for this lead, you've paid mm -hmm. to get this person on your website. So be proactive, have you know a big plug for HubSpot, get some automation set up, mm -hmm. have a workflow set up, two or three emails ready and watch how this, this you know contact interacts with mm -hmm. your content and everything like that and then move them through the funnel. But yeah, for me, that's the big pitfall is make sure you've got that's what you're going to do afterwards set up with them. 
hundred percent. Um, and that leads us on to our final point, which I think this is a good one. Um, in the sense of in-house or agency first, and I can only it, this is obviously subjective, so I'll just give my opinion. But in a sense, I feel like the agency setting first makes so much more sense than the in-house does, because in an agency setting, you get to work on multiple accounts, multiple industries multiple types of campaigns, multiple platforms. From a PPC perspective anyway, I think agency is such a great way, great place to start. T typically speaking, you've already got campaigns which have been running, so you're, you're not fully responsible straight away. You've got, to, you've got wiggle room, there's processes in place. So personally, I'd always go down the agency route first and then potentially that environment might not be 100% for you, but at least all the learnings are there and at least as from a personal perspective, they're giving you everything, like they're investing in you from an agency setting. They know exactly what you need to develop and they give you it um, and then potentially look at a in-house role for a specific brand. But they're, they're, that's that's completely subjective. See, and I'm not disagreeing just because I think it'll be good, but genuinely, like, I think if you go, if you go in-house first mm -hmm. and you cut your teeth there, you can make the little mistakes or whatever, I think if you were to, and, it, and as well, if you then go from in-house to agency, mm -hmm. like it's, that's a, for me, I think that's a big step up. 100% uh, is, yeah. And I think if you almost go from, like speaking from personal experience, if you go from agency to in-house, it's a massive culture shock. Mm -hmm. Going from either, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But if you, if you go from like, it, like out there is 100 mile an hour for everyone. Of course it is, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, some days you come in, you've done what feels like half an hour of work, and everyone's leaving. <laughs> you know, it's just sometimes the days just go that fast. You, you've got calls yeah, or whatever, and you've got client calls, but you've mm -hmm. got all these different clients that you're on, and then you'll speak to people working on different campaigns and mm -hmm. different accounts. And then for me, so I'd, I'd probably go, I'd probably go in-house first and then learn about, learn your craft almost mm -hmm. on, on one kind of account and then go to an agency yeah. and try and, and trying, but I mean, there's no one size. No, there's merit in both. I think, I think there's merit in the, both. There is merit definitely. in both, and there's, there's you know there's ways that both could work. But yeah, I, I just think like if you were to take someone from in house and then like put them, especially somewhere like us, where mm -hmm. you know it, it is. Oh, it's going to be. A, I think a lot of it as well depends on the person you are. If you're 100%. if you're someone who if you're starting out and you and you're willing to do that nine to five, but at the same time you finish your day, you do extra after your day, like. It, I don't think it matters which way you go. I think it's you'll all about... Do, you'll do well. Yeah, I think it's about you as a person. Sometimes the agency setting doesn't fit people, but that's potentially because that person's not as... Like you said, it's 24-7. It's being proactive, jumping between accounts. So I think that depends on the person you are as such a thing. If you're, if, like I said, if you're if you're willing to put that extra graft in, no matter which way you're going to go, it's going to end up coming to you anyway. So, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's a good, good place to leave it on anyway. I think so. That's a good place to finish. So... The pointers are to clearly define your goals at the start mm -hmm. with with whoever is is going to be like the internal stakeholder. Um, sort your reporting out, yep. and then be prepared to do your your personal development on podcasts and reading everything. and just learning. And the pitfalls are never listen to Google, yeah, unless they've disapproved your ads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then just don't if they're telling you to use an automated strategy. Don't kick your laptop in. Yeah, that that's won't, always a good one. You'll only get one in. <laughs> you only get one. You're only <laughs> yeah. budgeted for one. So if that breaks, then it's on that's paper, it. pen and paper. Um, the other pitfalls were Google. It was Google. I can't actually remember our second pitfall. To be honest with you, the last one was um, regarding the processes in Google place. having your process in place for the contacts. What was the second one now? Well, you just ruined the end of the podcast. Enjoy your job.
That's the one. We'll go. Yeah, we'll stick with that one. Actually, yeah, um, yeah. In, in that, no, that was it. Make sure you're going into a place where um, you are immersed in that service or yeah. product. Make sure that you are tailored towards it because, yeah, yeah, that was the second one. It was enjoy your job. Someone was listening anyway. Bloody hell. At least one of us <laughs> is listening. <laughs> no, that's great. Thank you very much, guys. But no, yeah. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next one. If we get another one after that ended. Yeah. <laughs>